Surviving Lockdown. An essential business podcast from Mark Rise Voiceovers. Hello, thanks for listening. Chloe Prince is the commercial director of Reattendance, a new platform to host virtual and hybrid events and conferences. When COVID-19 hit, most of the events industry had wholesale cancellation and a new way forward had to be found. So how has Reattendance managed to help the sector? Chloe joins me from Kent. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Mark. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Firstly, on a personal level, are you managing to stay positive? Very much so. Very much so. The sun is still shining, business is still happening, and hopefully we can help many more people. Yeah, indeed. But of course, the events industry is in the doldrums. Can you explain what reattendance is and what it can offer? Yes, of course. Uh, Reattendance is a virtual uh, software as a service platform. This allows the event organiser to either mirror the event that they have currently already had in the physical, so they can have, say for instance, their main keynote session with a large audience, their networking bars, they can have their expo areas, and they can have their workshops and panel discussions all in different rooms and they can make sure that the programs support each room for the type of interaction that you want to have in your event. So as a delegate I can be at home, I can watch the main keynote speaker, then I can go and see somebody's seminar that I desperately want to learn about and then maybe go to the bar area room and and talk to other delegates about it. Absolutely, but all from the the comfort of your own home. So it makes it globally accessible. And then also, not only does it help support the event, but it also then extends the life of the event. If, say, for instance, an attendee wanted to see the keynote session, but they also wanted to be in a workshop, they could then re-attend, hence the name re-attendance. Sure later on down the line at their leisure and not miss any information that they have paid for in the price of their ticket. So in COVID times, the keynote speaker is maybe recording that themselves at home and they send that to you so it can be put on the platform. But in the the real world, when physicality comes back, maybe do you send out a team to film that? Is that how that works? Well, we can do. We can be as involved or not involved as you like. Right now, there are many, many platforms out there and people are trying to fit their events to the platform that's presented. We say to clients, give us your wish list. What do you want to achieve and how do you want your event to take place? And then you can build the blocks to create a fully scheduled and a fully supported virtual event. Is the technology causing extra barriers for delegates that wouldn't normally be there, do you think? No, no. Um, From an attendance point of view, we've had absolutely wonderful feedback. So the whole platform is there to make it as accessible as possible. So say, for instance, it's even more accessible because um, it's opening up different demographics of cost for a a lower cost ticket price for, uh, say, for someone who wouldn't want to stay in a, and pay for the hotel cost and the catering cost because you haven't got that overhead. There's a lower cost price for a uh, an attendee that wants to take place and now can afford to because they don't have to pay for the travel, they don't have to pay for the hotel, they don't have to pay for the full price ticket. So it just adds actually a higher level of accessibility. 
Is this going to replace physical events going forward then? It sounds as if you're thinking that physical events may be too expensive going ahead. Not at all. Not at all. Um, Physical events are the full immersion experience. We're only human at the end of the day and we like the physical interaction. However, what it does do is it supports physical um, and opens up new markets and actually extends the ROI and the lifespan of the physical event. Going forward, especially after COVID-19, I do predict that we will see a lot more physical events. And because people are now more tech savvy because of the situation has kind of forced them into technology, it's much more accepted. Are you suggesting that going forward, there may be a conference in London that American or uh, Australian delegates wouldn't come over for because it's just too expensive and that could be streamed at the same time as the physical event? Is that something that's that's being thought about? Absolutely. And that's the hybrid element. So the great thing, say, for instance, we had with One Voice recently is that it's always been based in the UK, but we had a huge surge of clientele come over from the American markets and the Canadian markets because the flexibility of the time is also something that can be amended because you're not beholden to the the time frame of the where your event is taking place so you could either have it as live on the physical or you can change the time to suit multiple time zones conferences are about networking i mean when i go to a conference i want to see other people i want to talk to other delegates make the contacts have you found ways of still allowing that to happen absolutely and so because you're able to change the interaction types if you want to face-to-face networking scenario virtually, you could use the Zoom functionality, set up a suite of rooms that you would have uh, available for people to use, have a host in the lobby, provide that lovely service that you would normally have. They can either be in groups or they can go off on their own or they can go, uh, it's, it's as flexible as they like. It's just how, it's just making sure that it's, it feels welcoming and that you have people that they can chat to um, to be able to move around. So, and there are lots of different options that are going to be coming in the future. So, what does your work day look like during these times? Because you're working from home, do you get up and, and be at your desk at a certain time still every day? Absolutely. Um, so, I have two children as well. So, a routine is ingrained in our life anyway. But I like my clients to know that I'm going to be available during normal working hours. But this has also allowed me the flexibility to, if I need to have later uh, meetings, etc then I can just adjust my day. It makes my day very flexible, actually. Surviving Lockdown. Remember, if you're a business owner and you'd like to be featured on Surviving Lockdown, just email voiceover at markrise.com. So, Chloe, what's the worst thing about lockdown for you, business or personal? (laughs) I'm a very sociable person and I do very much miss networking myself because... I specialise in business development um, and also on a personal front, I miss my friends and family, but we will be in contact as much as we can virtually. And I'm very glad that at least we've got these platforms to be able to do so. So what happens after lockdown, whenever that is? Let's get our crystal ball out. Well, we've actually been uh, helping some of our clients with uh, COVID exit strategies. 
because social distancing measures will still be in place for quite some time, we're trying to support our clients with exit strategies using hybrid functions to be able to still open up their events to audiences to make sure it's profitable. A lot of places you'll only be able to have a very small amount of attendees in comparison to what you would normally be able to have in the venue. So it's transitioning back into chargeable income generating pieces of work and trying to support the businesses in general, really. So what would be the one thing you'd like most help with from maybe the government or the community as we get back to normality? I am starting to see initiatives, say, for instance, from banking, etc., say, showing that they're trying to do these help uh, sessions mm-hmm. using technology. I would like to see the government maybe implement some more support for um, general people as well to get them back on track being able to make income streams. So maybe I would like that to happen. But I'd also like to see more support for the event industry as a general. And I'd like that to happen a bit quicker than it's currently happening. And what tip would you give to other businesses who may be struggling at this time? I would say ask questions. I know uh, I have spoken to event organisers who didn't know that there were grants from certain councils that individual councils are putting in place to help support local industries and businesses. Ask questions, do more research, speak to people. If anybody has any questions about virtual, I am more than happy to chat. That's great stuff. I'm sure people will. Chloe, thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you so much for your time, Mark. It's always a pleasure. You can contact Chloe at the website www.reattendance.com. Surviving Lockdown. Surviving Lockdown is produced and presented by Mark Rise, a multi-award-winning voiceover artist and TV presenter for more than 30 years. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast or are interested in voiceover for your business video, e-learning or telephone system, simply email voiceover at markrise.com. Surviving Lockdown.